Welcome to Cartridge Command, your weekly retro gaming podcast where we discuss and review the classic and not-so-classic games of the 8- and 16-bit era. I'm Nick. And I'm Eric. And this week's game is Super Mario Land 2, 6 Golden Coins for Nintendo Game Boy. Super Mario Land 2, 6 Golden Coins, was released for the Game Boy in October of 1992 in Japan and November of 92 in North America, and not until January of only 93. Oh, nice. So just a few months later for those PAL territories. Nice. Yeah. Nice tight little uh, window there. Yes, indeed. And this was directed by Hiroji Kiyotake, and uh, not Shigeru Miyamoto, Mm -hmm. and uh, not... Gunpei Yokoi. Okay. Different different team than Mario Land 1? Uh, some. Yokoi was the producer. Okay, and uh, so. this guy, though, Hiroji Kiyotake, he was mainly known as a character designer. And he designed um, a lot of sprites and characters, such as uh, the Samus in the ending of the Super Metroid. Oh, okay. And uh, a good-looking sprite. Most notably, though, he is the inventor of Wario. Ah, yes. First appearance here. And he also went on to direct uh, Wario Land, Super Mario Bros. 3, and uh, Metroid 2, Return of Samus. Okay. So. Or, I mean, okay. Was that Super Mario Land 3, Wario Land, or Mario Bros. 3, like, on NES? No. Oh. I'm sorry. Super Mario Land 3. I think that's what you... I was just double Wario Land. I was confused. Sorry. My bad. It's all good. Now, the music was composed by Kazumi Totaka. And uh, I think we've mentioned him before. If yeah. not, he is, for all of us Animal Crossing fans, K.K. Slider. Right. Yeah. He's a pretty storied producer and... Uh, or, I mean, music, blah, musician. And it comes through here. It's a lot of good music in this game. Yes. And he is also known for um, hiding a secret song. The same song. In every one of his games. Right, right. And in this game, to get to that 16-note song, you wait uh, 2 minutes and 30 seconds at the Game Over screen. I see. I read that, but I didn't try it. You know, I didn't have the patience to try it either. (laughs) But I've heard that little, little ditty many a time, so it's all good. Well, Nick, what kind of game is Super Mario Land 2, Six Golden Coins? Well, it is a uh, side-scrolling platformer, as you might imagine from this era of Mario, uh, the franchise, where it was. True, but it does have a kind of open-world map, uh, a la Mario 3. Yeah, or and even Super Mario World. I mean, this game came out, it has a lot of uh, big similarities. You can kind of see it as this weird kind of mix, I feel like, of Mario 3 and Super Mario World. They have yeah. similar assets. You know, I was going to talk about that a little more later, but I agree gotcha. entirely. Now, in this game, you are Mario. And you have almost all the classic Mario moves. This game feels really, really tight in that Mario can do what you would expect. Yeah, I mean, you got your jump, crouch, uh, you have and a spin jump now. Let's go back. Of course, he does have a Mario jump. Sure, sure. And uh, yes, you have uh, the spin jump. Yeah, spin jump, yeah, whatever yeah, I guess that's what it. it's called. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, you know, a lot of the things that you expect will be here. You jump on enemies to destroy them. You get... Uh, Big and small, you know, there's mm. mushrooms that make you such. There's a fire flower, and you can catch and throw shells. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of the stuff you've come to know and love in the Mario world. So, But there are a few subtle differences in this one 
versus, you know, many other Mario games you've played. There are, there are. And, you know, one of those is that um, Starman is back. And, you know, when you knock him out of a block, that works the same. Yes. Now, granted, the music's not as good as in Super Mario Land. No, a little let down. Yeah. I do like the fact that it speeds up as you're about to lose the um, invincibility. Right. It gives you a better handle on when it's going to end. Yeah, and, and you get a little counter for your enemy kills, mm-hmm. you know, that... If you can get a chain of them, you'll start earning one-ups. I, I do enjoy that as well, yeah. So one other difference in this game is that if you've uh, killed 100 enemies, a star will drop from the sky. Yeah, um, and because, you know, the coins work a little different. You're not getting extra men every 100 coins, so this right. kind of replaces that in a way. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you want to those coins just stack up. You can hold up to a 999, mm-hmm. and, and we'll discuss uh, how you use those in a little bit. It's for a, a very special mini-game. Yeah. One other subtle difference is that Fire Mario has a little feather in his hat. Yeah, which might be a little confusing at first, but when you don't have colors to differentiate, you need something. Yeah, you think he would maybe have like a flower in his hat? Yeah. yeah. But nope, feather. You know, and why would they choose the feather? Because that's another item in Super Mario World. That's a little confusing, I think, even though it doesn't stick out of your head in that game. But For some reason, I've always thought of it as a phoenix feather, but there is... Okay. Literally nothing to back that up in anywhere. It's just a little <laughs> little head cannon I, I threw into this game many many years ago. Fair enough. Also, returning from the Mario Land one is the fact that you can't see the color change between mushrooms. So right. one ups are represented as hearts here. Yes. As you said, coins are no longer used for one ups. So you're only getting one ups in mini games or when you find them in a level. Correct. But you get more than enough from, oh, from the mini games. You certainly do. The new the big New change in this game is the carrot power up. Yeah, that you get it turns you into Bunny Mario. And be, of course, when you're Bunny Mario, you can fly. Yeah, flap well, your ears. You can hop higher. That is something bunny-ish. True, true. But it does have a glide mechanic as well. Yeah, it's so funny that they always draw on these um, animals. You know, like the raccoon suit. Mm-hmm. But it's like, why wouldn't they ever try something that actually flies? <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't know. But I mean, I love it. It's weird. It has, it has this character to it, and it so. looks, it looks cool. And the float is uh, nice. It's a little stiff in a way, but yeah, there's weird like because there's two kinds of floats where you, you can hold down your jump button and you'll descend slowly. But uh-huh. if you press it rapidly, it'll go even slower. So you yes. can really stretch it out. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And then I think also with that rabbit power up, you can, uh, if you hold down the button, you do like constant jumping. Yeah, some weird... Yeah, yeah, I didn't really use that much. Didn't seem useful at all. Yeah, agreed. I didn't. (laughs) Well, Nick, this is a sequel, and it's a first-party Nintendo game. It is. I've got to think it has a good instruction book. Well, it's decent. Um, (laughs) It's... uh, We're looking at 18 pages. Um, This is another one of the black, white, and red colored ones. Okay. Which... I mean, with Kirby, I felt like I could get it a little more because mm-hmm. he's pink, but whatever. Uh, I actually owned this instruction book, and I have no memory of that whatsoever. Oh, okay. Well, I mean, it, I mean, it looks pretty good. You got a lot of artwork, you know, standard Mario stuff. Do we get any backstory? Because I really do enjoy the story of this game. Well, there's just a little bit um, where basically the story is that while you are off doing Super Mario Land, the first one... Mm-hmm. Wario rolls in and takes over Mario's castle that you have, mm-hmm. and then you just come back and you're like, uh, "What the heck?" <laughs> like, right? And I, I really like the fact that you know Mario is not saving anyone. Yeah, he's not saving another kingdom. He's not you know doing. He's doing this for him. 
Yes, yes. You know, it's his castle, which is also great that he was at some point bequeathed or built a castle. Yeah. But uh, I like the fact that he has to come home and he has to reclaim what was his. Lord Mario, like Odysseus. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, and I mean, also, he, the, you know, you have six golden coins that apparently are like your gate or they lock your castle kind of weirdly, but he yeah. scattered them around. So if those are in one in each world, you got to go get them. Or zone. Yes. As they are actually officially called. This is true. This is true. Um, get in the zone, Nick. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you know, it gives you your little... Uh, Control section, you know, it's pretty self-explanatory. Um, it does give you a little thing where if you hold select at the pipe select, where you, your save select screen, mm-hmm. um, it will shrink you and you can play in an easy mode. Oh. Which I, I didn't do it, but it's there, I guess, if you want it. Also, if you hold a start and select uh, in a level, you can leave it. I didn't know that. that that's pretty cool. Yeah. Okay. Well. Um, and you can, if you hold down start select A and B, you can reset the entire system. Oh, I love that. That's handy. A lot of Game Boy games have that, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, well, either way, um, yeah, it runs you through all your stuff. You have a very small enemy section. With, it only has six enemies. Is it cover? Is it just the new ones then? Yeah, kind of. Okay. Uh, yeah, pretty much. Because there are some weird new enemies in this game. It doesn't name all of them. Yeah, Never. there are. Uh, and it shows you the little owl you fly on whose name is Heavy Zed. Oh, cool. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, it does tip you off to the, the midpoint bells you get and... That there's like the hippo bubbles. It's like just mm-hmm. hold the button. You know how to control that. That's about it. Uh, it does have a sweet map at the end, the last page, where it's like a map of your, uh, you know, the just the overworld map, but yeah. it's all black, white, and red, so it looks really evil. Like it, it's it, it's really funny to see these cartoon things, but they're colored all menacingly. All right, that sounds pretty cool. Yeah, but I mean, it's all right. And I think you know my my last question. Mm-hmm. Notes, memos? No, nope, neither. Uh, well. You really don't need them. There is no score, and no, no. there are no passwords. Yeah, so, yeah, save a tree. So, Nick, what was your personal history with this game? Uh, I really have none. Uh, I just remembered the commercial, you know, the, with uh, Wario in it, and, you know, I was like, I, I like that guy, so I was interested in checking it out, you know? You do, you do. Um, I've, I've raced against him in many a Mario Kart. <laughs> A- a- and Mario Tennis, man. And Mario Tennis. Mario. Uh, now, for me, I actually owned this game. Uh, I okay. got it. I, I can't remember if it was my a birthday present or a Christmas present. My birthday and Christmas are just a few months apart, so mm-hmm. kind of blurs. But I do have many fun memories of playing this game on uh, trips back to Ohio. Okay. I traveled across country a lot, you know, after this game had come out, by uh, visiting my dad, going back and forth. And, right, right. Uh, you know, the Game Boy was always packed for any flight, train ride, right. or whatever. That's and I have what... many fond memories of angling the Game Boy just right under that weird swivel light in the plane. Oh, right, yeah. But, you know, this was one of those games you could just sit through and, and you could go through and beat it, and that's killing a couple hours of your trip. No problem. Yeah, yeah. I can see that. So I did play this game forward and back quite a bit. Not, you know, during my daily activities, but definitely when I was on vacation. Then what would be your more recent experience with this game? Well, uh, I beat this game uh, in two sittings. Uh, Oh, nice. I just sat down the first time. I beat like three of the worlds. And then, you know, the next day I just went back and finished it off. So not too bad, not too tough. What about you? Uh, well, I, I beat it again as well. I think I played it about seven times, six or seven. I played it on uh, the Game Boy Pocket, my preferred way of playing Game Boy games, I think. Sure, sure. If I'm not going to go onto a screen, big screen or whatever. But 
the thing that really stood out for me was the save feature was amazing. It's nice, man. I mean, versus playing Super Mario Land 1, where I would just be like, I guess I'm just going to have it paused in my pocket for, right, right, yeah. for, for half an hour, an hour. You know, this, I was like, oh, level's done. Turn it right off. Worked yeah, great. Yeah, that is. That's that's a good bonus. I didn't think about that. No, it was very welcome for me. And, um, you know, I played it in the car, played it sitting outside, a couple of different places, and, you know, uh, headphones on Take a couple of times. It was, you know, it's always great to put the headphones on and hear how the music stands out. But, yeah, five or six times, short bursts, and I did beat it as well. All right. Well, Nick, here we are once again in the general chat portion of our show. Yes, sir. I'd like to say that the jump from Super Mario Land 1 to 2 is astronomical. Oh, it's a very different game. You know, and I was a little saddened because, you know, there's some quirkiness to Mario Land 1 that just kind of got pushed aside, I feel like. Yeah, and I, I agree. I do like some of the weirdness of that game. That said, but, you know, this but- game is really uh i mean it's like mario world on the game boy you yeah know? it is a technical uh marvel to me it looks like a black and white i'm sorry a green and white <laughs> uh nintendo game yeah these sprites are really good uh you know for game boy they're all just as high like quality and resolution as an nes game or and you know? not even just an nes game a later nes game i yeah. mean these graphics i think are they're definitely better than mario one Oh, yeah, these guys, you know, they knew what they were doing, Uh, like getting a lot out of the Game Boy. Yeah, I'm not sure if there was a different, if this cartridge has different technology in it, you know, a different chip, you know, or, you know, more memory. But it is just amazing how much more detailed and larger these sprites are without really sacrificing, you know, game screen, you know, game space. Yeah, I mean, your guy is pretty beefy, but it doesn't really... I don't know, like, you know, the screen scrolls up when you jump and stuff, so it really, you know, there's a lot you can poke around and and do and explore. Yeah, definitely. Now, as we said before, this game is more akin to Mario 3 than the other Mario games. Yeah, it's it interestingly draws from, you know, like, the Fire Flower looks like the one from Super Mario World, but, Mm -hmm. you know, like, whereas the Goombas don't, you know, they're they're like balls in that game, but these ones look like the ones from Mario 3, so, you know, it kind of pulls from both. And then, like those two, you do have a large overworld map. And yes. it shows you how to get around between the different zones. And then in each zone, it is a linear path, but it's still nice to have that map to show you where you're progressing through each zone. Right. And there are hidden, you know, secret levels that you can find, you know, through so extra many. exits. There's, I think there's one in, at least one in every map, except mm-hmm. for one. I think the, the Mario the Robot World, you know what I'm talking about? Mario Zone. Mario Zone, yes. That one, I don't think, has one. Okay. But there are a few on the outside of the map as well. Right, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, small levels and things of that sort. And another thing that comes back in a in slightly different fashion is the minigame aspect. And I, I really do enjoy that as well. Yeah, there are quite a few. Um... It's not the same. It's not the same as last time. But uh, at the end of every level, now there is, instead of a second door, a bell that is a little higher up. Yeah. And if you can ring that bell by going through it, you then access the bonus level. Yes, which is one of two different games, just yes. randomly? or It seems random. Yeah, that's what I thought. The first one is a conveyor belt crane game. Yes, this is, this is the one you want, I think. <laughs> well, this is the one you have some level of control over. They seem to be in the same... Like, it's like you have a little, you know, some power-ups kind of scrolling by. Well, it is. There's... One set of power-ups, and everyone that leaves the left instantly re-enters on the right. Mm-hmm. 
And what power-ups are those, Nick? Well, you'll have your standard uh, mushrooms, mm-hmm. uh, fire flowers, um, and carrots, mm-hmm. as well as one-ups and three-ups. Yes, and really all this is is there is a crane that's moving back and forth opposite of the moving conveyor belt, and you just press your button when you want it to drop and pick one up. Yeah. Um, I found it to be pretty generous. Yes, I was almost always able to get three ups. <laughs> like, Agreed, yeah. Because there's one chunk where you can get two in a row, mm-hmm. and that's the one where I'm like, I can get that one. Like, Yeah. So it's, it's you know, just be a little patient. It's it's not bad. Now, the other bonus game is um, the mouse wire cutter game. Yeah. It's, so it's... And I've seen this as like a puzzle, you yes. know, where you have to figure it out. But this is just a random event because the mice are flashing in different positions. And when you hit your button, they stop, and then they will chew through the wiring. Yeah. And then an electric current goes through and it snakes around and wherever they've bitten, it has to avoid. Yeah. It's like there's four different vertical wires where Mm -hmm. you will initiate the spark and then it will just take the first turn. You know, there's horizontal ones connecting them. So it'll zag around. Um, Since the mice break random ones, there's no way to plan for it. So I always just give it my best. But this one, you can't get any three ups or anything. It's just the three, you know. Mushroom, fire flower, carrot, and a one-up. So, eh, you know, yeah, I'm, I'm never too heartbroken. It's definitely not as exciting as the other one, for sure. Now, you can leave the bonus game. So, if you are about to get an item you don't want, you can turn left and walk out before you get it. Oh, really? Yeah, so, like, let's say you oh. have the bunny ears and it's about to drop a fire flower on you. Get out of there. Oh. You don't I have don't, to take it. I didn't know that. That's pretty cool. Now, the other mini game or bonus game is in, I don't know, it's called, well, I don't know what it's called. And I call it the bonus hill. Yeah, there's, it's like a big stone hill looking just like a dome-ish thing. Yes, and this is where you use those coins you've been saving. Yeah, there's four different mm-hmm. uh, little like pipes that have games in them you can play for different amounts of coins. Now, it's the same game across all four. Yeah, but they have different awards. But right? the rewards are different, and the, the pricing is like... I didn't even write it down. It's, it's I think, 10, 30, 200, or 300, and then, yeah, and then 999. The, yeah, that's the most expensive. I didn't you play that one. Or maybe 500. I man, I feel, I feel like it's like, yeah, something, whatever. Well, this is the part where we, we really screwed the pooch on, <laughs> on our research. But I, I didn't play it a whole lot. But. Well, I didn't either because I got 20 free lives the first time I tried. Me too. And I had already had so many other lives that I was like, well, now I've got like 30-some. Yeah. I, was I never looked back. Boat. Yeah, I was like, well, you know, if I need to. Like, I would go back sometimes and just be like, well, I got 600 coins. I'll go blow them on three of those ones. Maybe I'll get 20 more, but mm-hmm. I never did. But no. I didn't need them. No. But it's really the inclusion of that that bonus game or that mini game with your coins that I think you can really load up on free lives here. Yes, yes, absolutely. Now, as you mentioned before, that the six coins are the seals of his his magic door to his castle. Yeah. And you are going off to find these six coins. There's one in each zone, and you must defeat a boss to, to get it back. Yeah. So, you know, we're not going to go turn by turn in any of these levels. Right. Well, I mean, and they all have different amounts of levels, actually. Like, some, like there's five in the tree zone. Oh, you know what? You're right. You know, some have four. There's only two in the space zone. I think there's a, I think there's a total of 30 levels in the game. So uh, the one of the really cool things about this game is that you can go to any level or any zone in any order. Yeah. And then even if you're really having a hard time with that zone, you can roll out, leave it, go fight something else, and then come back and your progress has been saved. Yes, yes. Once you've beat a level, the game saves uh, for you, and then your save file has that reflected. Pretty sweet. 
So I guess my question is, what zone did you go to first? Um, well, um, I actually went to the turtle zone first. Um, I, mm. I didn't know what I was doing. I was just walking over, and then this turtle on an island ate me. Yeah, counterclockwise. <laughs> yeah, the you know extending net comes out and grabs me and took me over there. It is pretty cool, and I think it sounds something like this. Yes, and I do love that weird turtle eating yeah. you. I mean, I was expecting it to be inside him, but really, it's this. This is just a water level, right? But the map to the water zone is pretty cool. Oh yeah, you got a little like uh, there's a whale down there and uh, like a sunken ship. It looks like a submarine. I thought. I would agree. So yeah, you have your first little level there, which is just slightly underwater. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's like an island level. Like you can kind of, it's kind of got two paths. You know, a lot mm-hmm. of parts where you can go down, mess around it underwater, deal with fish. It's sharks later um or I, you can stay up on the islands and i try to stay up on the the top zone always as much as possible i yeah amongst almost all platformers i feel like that's a generally a good rule of thumb yeah now it's made easier because i think you can get the the rabbit ears early on in these level this mm. level and that helps you stay on the top there are certain levels uh quite a few of them where i was like at the beginning i'm like i got rabbit ears and I would think maybe I'm trying to find a secret exit, but you can just skip most of a level easily by just jamming that A button. It's pretty it's pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And nothing uh, that stands out too crazy in that level. Nah, I mean, it's pretty straightforward. I feel like they intended for either this or the tree zone. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but it's like the first levels of both of them are very, like, just left to right, kind well, of getting coins. You no know. matter which way you go, if you go left, the tree zone is the first zone. Yeah. If you go right... This is the first zone. Yeah, so, I, so I can see that. And uh, But yeah, that's I blundered over here, beat that level, and then you're on to uh, Area 2 in Turtle Zone, which is the, the wrecked ship slash submarine. Whatever. It's totally a submarine. Okay, I didn't know if it was really me or just me. All right. And the submarine level. It's like uh, you're like indoors now. You mm-hmm. see little ship doors and, uh, you know, this is where you're going to see a lot of sharks with boxing gloves and uh, bullet bills. The big bullet bill cannons are available in there. There's a little bit of a pipe maze section, but nothing too uh, it's difficult to... barely a pipe maze. It's I mean, just like three options. All of this game has that kind of level design where, you know, it's they don't have a lot of real estate, so they really, you know, make you twist around in certain levels to give you more, you know... I, I think it's good. It's a good move on their part, and uh, it's pretty fun, but... Yeah, and it's interesting to have the underwater mechanic, you know, on inside... Because yeah. you get those small points where you can jump out of the water or maybe leave a pipe. but Yeah, it's like certain parts are flooded and others aren't. It definitely gives you a very claustrophobic feel. Mm-hmm. But overall, this level, not too rough. No big whoop. And then you move on to uh, stage three in this zone, and mm-hmm. that is the whale. Yeah, you're inside a whale, which is and weird. you are. Because it has big teeth, which doesn't make sense. Well, it's got sharp teeth all throughout the level, even in weird stomachy parts where yeah. there's like polyps and stuff. <laughs> I don't know what kind of weird ass whales. I is. don't know a lot about biology, but I do know that I'm pretty sure whales don't have sharp teeth and they don't have teeth in their stomach. I don't think you'd need that to eat plankton, but <laughs> either way, and those teeth really remind me of like life force or even I think oh, abodox yeah. at certain points, mm-hmm. but this is like a bio level you're going through. Yes. And then it's also the first appearance, uh, you know, in our talk through of these weird spikes that come down from the ceiling. Yeah. I find them to be kind of a challenge in the water zones because you move so slow. You have to be careful. Yeah. You really have to be right at the edge of them. 
and I don't know why, why, but they look deadlier than like uh, what should be in a Mario game. Yeah, yeah, they do. So. I know what you're saying. You will see the Goombas in diving hats, little old school. You know what I mean? Oh, that's what. Yeah, I get it now. I just like, thought they were little diving creatures. That's what I thought at first, but I was looking and I was like, wait, that's just a Goomba with the hat on. At least I think so. That's my theory. No, it it totally is. But yeah, there's some weird goo parts, but... Um, oh, and this goo is a new mechanic in this game that I really like. Yeah, you kind of, you know, it's it's not always like on the floor. It'll be suspended in air, so it becomes like a platform that you kind of sink through but can jump up through and out. So yeah. it's a weird, weird, new, cool mechanic. Yeah, I, I don't know what it is about it, but I really like it. Like, it can be a little unwieldy sometimes, but I just like having that new, I don't know, whole new movement to yeah, thing. Yeah. That was poorly worded, but trust me, it's it's really interesting and fun. Now, the end of this level, I had way too much trouble with. With the with the boss, or not the boss? Or... Like right before the boss, um, in the goo, the final goo chunk. Oh yeah. Like, I don't know what I was doing, but I would lose all my bigness and my fire flower like every time going yeah. through here. Is it the teeth or? It's the teeth. Yeah. yeah. It was all the teeth. Like, I just wasn't being patient with the uh, skeleton fish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, those guys suck because they're invincible. And they move so slow. It's really annoying. But my advice is to just bite the bullet and wait. Just just get out of the way and let them go by. Yeah. It takes way longer than you want it to, but you'll hang on to your fire flower, and you're probably going to need it. Well, this, yeah, this game is uh, kind of, like, I feel like the movement is weird in this Mario game because, you know, I don't know if this was them correcting for your smaller screen space, so you I move think it slower, is. you know yeah. what I mean? But you move, your jump is just as fast vertically. Right. So you get this weird kind of different, you know what but, I mean? It's easier to move up and down than left and right, or faster Well, I also way. don't think the jump is as high as it was in yeah. other games, or it just doesn't feel as high. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. We didn't mention this, too. If you press up when you jump, you can actually jump higher by a few, a little bit. Like, I experimented with it, and it's real, like, huh. in, in addition to running, because that was the big area where I'm like, when you're running, you barely feel like you're moving any faster. Yeah, so, yeah. You know, it's just like, stick with it and be patient. I might be doing forward. that up thing without even knowing it. Yeah, I mean, if I didn't read it in the manual, I wouldn't have picked it out, but then I went, I checked to verify, and hmm. it's there. It is there. Well, you know what else is there at the very end of this level? Is it a boss? It is. It is the evil octopus. Yeah. Octopus. It's in this room. Uh, it spits out little octopi. Well, first of all, it's it's in a room that has two sacks in it. Yes. And he pops out of one of the sacks, and the other one just sits there. Yeah. I totally thought something was going to come out of it. Yeah, or like a second second one after you get beat or it. Or anything. I don't know. <laughs> and it's a weird-looking sack, it's too. It's a weird choice of background, I'll admit. Yeah, I mean, it's like a Crown Royal bag or something. <laughs> but, you know, he pops out of this bag, and then he spits out littler. Octopi. Octopi. Octopodes. And I'm not going to lie, I was really confused the first time I got here. I what... did, too. I actually died a few times. I died. I was like, what are... do I need to throw these or shoot fire? <laughs> no, fireballs don't seem to work on anything. Like... Yeah, uh, I was in that same boat. Now, the fireballs will work on the boss itself. Oh, really? But oh. not the little ones. Ah, but how yeah. many hits, do you know how many it takes to sh- kill him with shooting? With, or? No, because I would always lose the fire fire mm. after at least, after about two hits. Right. But yeah, so I got in here, the same thing, and I'm like, what do I, you know, and you can't hesitate, because then the thing is just full of those little tiny it'll, it'll make It shoots a lot out quickly. Yeah, so, the and it's really kind of embarrassing when you realize what you <laughs> what you need to do, and that is what you do with everything. Just 
hit it from above. Yeah. Jump, quote, swim jump on yeah, its head. Yeah, jump on its head. Once you know what to do, it's like you can just get up there and you can peg him like three times in a row. Quickly. Like yeah. he, once I figured out he got one octopus out. Whereas yeah, before yeah. I, I was in a <laughs> sea of them. So yeah, yeah, I did also lose a few lives, felt foolish. And that's why I said I had trouble with that one area because I did go through it at least twice right. as I was coming back to the boss. So, gotcha. you know, learn from our mistakes. Uh, don't yeah. hesitate and just get in there and swim jump onto its head. Yes. Kill, kill, destroy. And once you do, you are rewarded with your first golden coin. Yeah, and you get a little scene that shows the door, which is a pretty metal door. I thought it looked pretty wicked. Like, it looks out like a Ninja Gaiden or something. You yeah, know? it is a cool-looking door. And I really do like the effect of the coin, you know, spinning down into it, slotting into place. Yeah, you can... It's, s- a, it's just a really cool interstitial. Agreed. So then, did you just go counterclockwise? What What's your next uh, move, um, I Well, actually, I went back to the tree zone. Okay, so kind of taking it easy. And then I just went clockwise from there. Spoilers, but... Uh, I always feel like the tree zone is the intro zone to me. I think you're probably right. Um, like, uh, it does have... It is the largest uh, zone. It has five areas. That's not counting the secret areas. There's one in every level, but I actually barely found any of them. Oh, really? I didn't really try very hard, but they're mostly just like... It, you know, they're, they're, they're a little level that's full of coins or, right. you know, like there's some challenge. There'll be some enemies, but it's mostly a bonus, like power up level. So, you know, as I said, I used to own this and I, actually I still do. I played the, my original <laughs> copy and um, I've played it a lot. And then it's one of those things where I haven't played it in a long time. So I was thinking that I was just finishing the levels, but oh yeah, like I swear half the time that if there was a secret level, I was going to the secret level ending. I found, I did find one on accident and I was actually just kind of mad because I was like, well, now I have to go back through this level to get the real. Actually, that's how I kind of felt about all of them because, <laughs> you know. I wish they would let you just move back to them, you know, like true Mario World style when you find a hidden world, but whatever. Yes. And then, as you said, there are six possible levels here in the tree zone. Mm-hmm. Now, you don't have to go through all of them. You only have to do four of those levels. Oh, it's true. There's like a, a split where you can kind of choose. Yeah. So, yeah, but I started... Well, there's two splits. Oh, well. Because there's a secret path along the bottom to the secret oh. level, and then you can go up to the top, so... It connects. Yes, indeed. That's one of the few ones that is like a, another route instead of just a level on its own. Right, right. So oh. the, the tree zone is a lot of what you would think. Yeah, I mean, in area one, you're getting just... You're, you have this area where you're just heading left to right, very straightforward. Um, this is where you first see those frogs, which are known as bopping toadies. Okay, those are really cute, cool yeah. little little sprites. They they tongue out, kind of Yoshi-ish. Now this, I'm not gonna lie, is a level I didn't see much of. Did you just zoom past it? Oh yeah, there are there are uh, a series of hidden blocks to a heart really high up in the level. And then you can just rabbit ear. And then you can rabbit ear off that first one and, and literally go through half the level. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, there's not much to it. There's some, a bunch of coins and stuff, but, you know. Uh, another sprite that appears in this level that I really like is the little dragonfly. Oh, yeah. It's so cool looking. There's, there's a bunch of little tasteful sprites we'll get to. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, you go through the first level. Not a whole lot there. Um, area two, I feel like you're inside the tree now. Okay. I would agree entirely. And this is where you'll start seeing more more goo, man. Like, it looks different, but I feel like it behaves about the same, right? Yes. Uh, you know, I think of it as sap. Oh, yeah, in, okay. In this level. I was trying to think of what it, what it would be. but And then you encounter a creature that I, I can barely even describe. And what's that? Um, I always thought of it as kind of a donkey fish. 
A donkey fish? Yeah, I mean, maybe a cowfish? I don't know. Oh, no. I always th- I think of it as a sea cow. Oh, yeah, I guess that like, makes I thought it was like a manatee sense. joke, but I don't know. But yeah, I know I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. I mean, they're not hard. It's a it's weird that you don't really see them in the water level. No, no. <laughs> and they just kind of go back and forth, so you can yeah. totally ignore them. Uh, the bomb turtle appears in this level. Yeah, they're called like Nokoban something. So that's are from those, the first one. Yeah, those are the ones from the first one that were yes. supposed to be blah, blah, blah. Yeah, but now they actually like, look different. Yeah, yeah. They're cool. not bombs, but they're like a different kind of turtle. Because there are normal Koopa Troopas in this uh, game as well. And I love that you can get their shells just like you would expect. Yeah, oh, and they have a hilariously like derpy walk. They crack me up every time. I agree entirely. But one cool thing about this level is it does have a branching path yeah. that really splits a huge chunk of the level up. Yeah, I, li- I like that as well. And it has two aerial goo parts, which I love. Yeah, you're jumping up through slime in the middle of the air. It's fun. Totally fun. Now, after this, you can go to the secret level or you can go further into the tree. Yeah, this next area is, uh, or area three is a very, it's like the leafy. You're like on the the foliage of this tree mm-hmm. now. Now, from the map, this is where you've encountered the ant. Yes, you first see your ant. Uh, there's a lot of piranha plants here of both varieties, I think, that shoot and don't. Um, and a lot of ants. And those weird flies that just run away. What's the point of them? I don't know. You know what I mean? Like, I've never killed one, but I've never had them ever attack me. They're just, like, there and start running away. So, whatever. They're like real flies, I guess. Indeed. And, you know, this level can be a little tricky because it does have a lot of, uh, you know, more precise jumps. Sure. Uh, I had the carrot by now, and I was just skipping past it a lot. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) This is definitely a a very carrot-friendly level. But I do like the theming of you're now outside the tree again and you're up in the foliage of it Mm -hmm. pretty cool yeah now did you uh go to area four at all i did i I beat all these i didn't think about skipping any actually um so i area four is the beehive level um yeah so on the other side of the tree from the ant is the bees and you're in their hive now so there's a weird little worm you got to fight yeah those are known as grubbies and the bees are skeleton bees okay i guess they will re a symbol after you jump on them. Unless I see. I'm confusing them with other bees, but I don't remember seeing many more. But well, for the most part, the bees in this uh, level are just uh, thwomps. Yeah, yeah, they're just like you, you just duck under or run under them when in between falls. Yeah, yep, and yeah. nothing, nothing too crazy in here. Yeah, and then you're on to area five. Now this is the top of the tree. Yeah, and this is like your kind of sky jumping level. Yeah, you, you know, are now above the tree. You're, you know, hopefully if you have uh, some rabbit ears, this will be a real piece of cake. Uh, you will. This is the first time you'll see those moving floating platforms as well. The owls. Or, or, or as well as Heavy Zed will be up here. Heavy also. Z. Yeah. As you would call them over there in the British lands. Yeah. Or possibly Australia too. Yeah, or I don't know. Lots of places call it Zed. More places than America. France does. Yeah. Oh. Uh, well, okay. But anyways, whatever you call the letters, you will find yourself uh, at the boss soon enough, which is a giant bird. Yeah. Some sort of evil crow. It's sitting on a uh, an egg. Yeah. And um, it's mad that you're here. Yeah. And it f- attempts to fly at you in a pretty easy pattern. That yeah. You th- just jump on his head three times. Th- and... That's why I feel like this should be the, the beginning level. Uh, yeah, I can see that. Because this... you stand in the middle and then all you have to do is jump. Three times, and you will have killed this boss. That's right. Jump three Does times. it do anything besides swoop at you? Not that I saw. Not that I saw uh, either. <laughs> so, yeah. It's... Now, one thing to note that I really enjoyed was that 
the egg cracks and the coin comes out. I think this is the only level where oh, yeah. something changes for the egg, the coin to appear. That is cool. Yeah, I was kind of disappointed that it didn't happen on all the other stages because yeah. I went to this one first. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. Yeah, this is the one you should go to first. Yep. And then, so, if you're going clockwise, does that mean you went to the space zone next? Uh, yes, sir. Um, what a cool first, zone. First, got to go to that little hippo mini-level kind of thing. <clears throat> yes. I didn't mess with it. I just, you know, you get in the bubble. You can mm-hmm. hold A to float to the top of the screen, mm-hmm. which is what I did, and then just flew to the right the whole time. Oh, okay. There's another, there's a level down there, right? <laughs> like, there is. There is I, I don't know. I never messed with it. I just went straight <laughs> to the space zone, so... Yeah, no, there's a whole level of stuff to do and bounce around in. You lose the bubble, and then there's more points to get the bubble. Right, yeah. Because I did, I got hit one time or, or screwed up. I think up that uh, to do something. if you go to the top left in the beginning, like you go backtrack and up, there's at least one or two one-ups up there. Oh, okay. Note to listeners. Yeah, take notes. Uh, but anyways, space zone. Um, this is a pretty cool zone. You're up, you can see like a, a moon. Uh, crescent moon face guy and a star and stuff and this is the smallest zone though only two areas yes and i really 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 love this map um i think the space zone is my favorite zone well first of all the moon i love him so much yeah yeah. he looks very sad in a comical way yeah i I don't know why maybe the star is bullying him but uh and kind of reminds me of conan o'brien oh yeah his old logo Mm -hmm. yeah so, but yeah, once you uh, are there, you you beam down to the moon or whatever the heck. You're actually in space this first level, right? Yeah, you have an astronaut suit on, and your jump is like even now larger and floatier, so yeah, you can really get going. I love the fact that you now have a uh, the astronaut dome on your head. Yeah, it yeah. looks funny, and it's just really cool. Yep. And then you're fighting some really weird enemies here. Um, yeah, you got those cannonball pigs. Mm-hmm. They shoot cannons out of their big cannon snout. And a living. Lunar lander? Yeah, those weird guys are they're, you know, orbiting weird the question blocks and stuff. Uh, it's a weird. <laughs> it is definitely weird. And then you've got like a a goofy little Saturn in the background at one yeah, point. Yeah, yeah, no, the background's pretty cool. But all in all, with your super jump, this level is is, you know, not hard. I at all. Uh, this was I rabbited past most of this level. And you didn't find the secret ending? I didn't. What's well, up there? It's at the t- top of the the level. That's the just very the, end. the weight of the secret level thing it's always at the top yeah yeah so yeah Yeah. now what do you think about level two the the star maze auto scrolling level now you're in like a a whole nother game this game this level is a little tougher uh definitely because there's a there's a lot of places that if you're not paying attention you you can run out of room this level though um i died several times but didn't mind because it has my favorite music in the whole game oh it's pretty good music it's in there like it's got a breakdown and stuff. Like it's like this. Like it's like straight up dance music. It's really weird. It's like '90s dance music. So and I got a soft spot for that. So yes, if uh, there's a woman singing in a high voice and a dude can go in with like, "Hey, I've got a thing to say," <laughs> Nick Nick probably likes it. Uh, but yeah, but so maybe you'll hear a clip of this later. Uh, Just remind in the show. Yeah. Now, uh, towards the end of this level, you have this weird spiky creature you come across a few times. Mm-hmm. What is that thing? I don't know. I don't either. It's it, it's a little darker looking than everything else you've been encountering. Yeah, yeah. It looks sinister, Indeed. but it's not. It's not too hard to deal with. No. And um, this level is, is kind of long. It, it's a longer one, but um, it's kind of just... You know, it's kind of like a mini game. Like, you're just playing this, you know, auto-scrolling thing, trying to get your way through. You're mm-hmm. not... Jumping well, and such. Getting through the maze, especially towards yeah. the latter half. Yes, obstacles. 
Now, we may not have mentioned this, but through most levels at the halfway point or whatever they consider that to be, there is a bell you can ring that will yeah. allow you to start from that. If you yeah, die. and that's your checkpoint. Yeah. You know, your flag, your bar. Whatever. Yeah. What else has Mario used? I don't know. I, I can only think of the flag and the bars but off the top of my head. Well, anyways, this level has a really funny boss because it's Tatanga, the final boss from the first game, back again. Yeah. What's he doing here? I don't know, but he's way easier now. Oh, yeah, he is. He uh, might be the hardest boss just because he actually does things to attack you. Ooh, I disagree, but... Like, shoots? Like, he has a, some, like, beams and then that uh, thing well, that falls He is definitely ceiling. one of the harder bosses. And, he's not hard. <laughs> right. Now, he has two attacks. That was what makes him more difficult. He has, like, an energy wave that he shoots out of his ship, and he drops, a, like, a bomb thing that yeah. falls and then goes across the bottom of the screen. Yes. And, you know, it looks like it's going to be hard. But if you stay on the left-hand side, you, you don't have to you even can, yeah, avoid it. it. Like most of these things, it's just uh, if you don't react poorly right away, you'll be all right. Yeah, and then he will swoop across the screen after he does a couple volleys of that attack, and that's when you jump on him. Yeah. And you have your super jump, so if you time it right, you can get like way above him. Yeah. And you can get all three hits on him. Oh, triple. triple. Yeah, because yes. you have that like super bounce off of him. Get the old hat trick. Yeah, it's, it's very satisfying. And if you do get that hat trick, you get your next coin. Yes, and then it's time to go to Macro Zone. You heard right. This is not the Micro Zone. No. It's the Macro Zone. Yeah, it's, um, you know, similar to Super Mario Brothers 3, there's the giant world, but now it's got the name Macro Zone, which is, you know, and it's kind of cool how you go through these little tunnel and you come out in the world shrunken. Yeah, and I really like that. That's As opposed to the other thing. way around, you know? Mm-hmm. So it was pretty cool. And, um, you know, the first area you'll get to um, is a kind of underground area with lots of ants and uh, battle beetles. And I love it that, like, the ants are wearing hard hats and stuff. Yeah, they yeah. have, like, little shovels There's sometimes. ones that have, like, a gun on their head. Yeah, that's a little that's that's a little more disturbing. It's but, hardcore. You know, but this level is really pretty straightforward. Yeah, there's not that much to it. And there's nothing that really stands out. You know, I would honestly want to see more giant things. Yeah, I mean, you know, okay, so you're fighting these, like, beetles and stuff where you're like, okay, the bugs would be larger, right? Right. Makes sense. But, you know, you will see Koopa Troopas that are not larger. You know, there's no giant Goombas or any. There's no, like, giant versions of other enemies. Yeah, well, and there's no way the Game Boy could have handled that old thing. Yeah, yeah, I I mean, I understand. But I like it in level two once you move on. Now you're outside and it's like the giant grass is behind you. Yeah. There's large pots that the piranha plants are in instead of like warp pipes. Yeah, you're like in a yard. Yeah, and it, it definitely has the right sense of scale. Yeah, and you got some watery areas in this level as well. But, you know, you're same size as the little cheap jeeps. Yep, moving on through. And then you have those flies again that you love at the end. Yeah, cowardly flies. So they allow you to breeze right through the end into area three. Yeah, now you're you're back inside. Um, this is an area we're gonna get some. Uh, the floors have like the arrows. The mm-hmm. it's kind of like conveyory. Yeah, yeah. And uh, normally I hate that, but they don't really move you too terribly quickly in this one. No, no. But yeah, um, yeah and you you know you're plugging through. Uh, this level's kind of you get some flames on the floors and like at the end you kind of go in what I guess is a chimney or something. Yeah, I, I mean that's is what, that I, what you that's what I took it to be. I, I did as well. Because there's fire at the bottom, and it goes back and forth like, you know, a chimney does. Yep, yep. Yes, and then next level, probably my favorite in the macro zone, because now it's like you've got giant books, you've got the windows behind you, 
even though the enemies are scaled improperly, you're really feeling like you're tiny. Yeah, you got those little bottles of potions. Some of them seem to have pickled skeletons or something in them. And uh kind of reminds me of uh, uh, Rescue Rangers. There's a couple, you know, mm-hmm. where you're like, I'm up in a science lab or something. You know what item we didn't mention? The M-bag. Oh, yeah. You can find an M-bag. That's just, it's 50 coins, right? Yeah. It's just more coins. Yeah. Nothing exciting at all. No, not really. Especially but... the way coins work. In this <laughs> yeah, one. it's not half a, a one-up. No. But another thing you're going to encounter in this level is there's spikes. Lots yeah. of spikes on the walls. Yeah. Not too dangerous, but they do limit your, your movement a little bit. I think this one has some conveyor floors as well. It does. It does. And the conveyor floors right around those spikes I just mentioned. And, and that's exactly what you're going through at the very end until you find your next boss. Yeah, the drill rat. I was also going to call it the drill rat. Nice. It has a drill for a nose. Yes. Um, it burrows out of the wall and kind of moves along. Well, it's like there's like three pipes. And it oh, will yeah, yeah. jump into any of those three pipes and then leave through any of the other ones. You never know where it's going to come from. It's Whoa. wild world. And it can climb walls and the ceiling. And when it's on the ceiling, it's pretty much the only time it's a slight danger. It will drop on you, but you can see it coming. Yeah. So you can move. Otherwise, you just stand in the middle again. The only thing is, like, if it's moving upwards on the wall, don't jump on it because there's a drill. drill Uh, Pretty easy guy. Yeah, I, I didn't. He doesn't even get more than a a line in my notes. (laughs) Yeah, Hang, hang out in the middle, jump away. Yes, and then you're free. You get the coin, and you're free to go to the David S. Pumpkin Zone. Yes, I think I might have to take it back from early. I think this is my favorite zone. Okay, well. I do like their attempt at creepiness. Yeah, it's it's really cute, actually. It is, because right off the bat, you're treated to uh, an encounter with Jason Voorhees. Yeah. The cutest little hockey mask that ever could. Yeah, it's got a little hockey So do you think there might be like a Goomba behind that or something? Maybe. But my favorite thing about the sprite is the little sword or knife yeah. stuck into its head. And it just... normally would be really gruesome, but somehow it's really cute on this yeah, guy. Yeah, it's hilarious. It's like, so... oh, look at that little knife in your head. You see them, there'll be some uh, spike balls to avoid as well as booze. Yes, and the whole background is, you know, a brick kind of dungeon-y look. It's really yeah. nice. Yeah. Uh, um, and there's a couple graveyard interstitials in this level. You yeah. see the graves and everything. Mm-hmm. You know, a little, little different from Mario it's game. It's pretty cool. It's very dark levels, too. Like, not like uh, like actually dark. Yeah, like yeah. Black. <laughs> it uses a lot of black, which is, uh, when you're playing it on the handheld, a little weird. You get some ghosting. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, where the pipes are, you can see, like, extensions of them and stuff. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if you remember any of those old school oh, I do. After Effects. <laughs> and then at the very end of the level is Kid Dracula? Yeah, or Draculad. I don't know. He's just there one time in the game. He looks really... It's a cool-looking sprite. He shoots some bats out. It it looks a lot like Kid Dracula. I've never... From the Castlevania Mojo. Yeah, yeah, I never played that one, but it's uh, it's a awesome-looking little sprite, and I was really hoping to get... I, I was like, why couldn't he be a boss? But, but he's not. And no. once you tear through him, you move on to the next level. Yeah, and, and now you're uh, you're outside. It's uh, nighttime. You, it's, uh, it's, you have weird kind of... Eastern-looking Asian, you know, like the roofs out on these things over wells. You have these weird, like, tongue lantern things. Uh, well, then on the top of them are, like, little statues like you would have at the, the tops of, you know, in like the peak of certain Asian roof. buildings. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, yeah, I, I definitely get a feel of, like, you're in a, you know, a graveyard or temple area, spirits around. Yeah, there's weird enemies here. The, there's Super little weird. Cyclopses? 
Yeah, with their tongue sticking out. Yeah. They run back and forth. They're wearing like a little gi or kimono. Yeah, so I always think of them as like onis or something. Yeah, well, and then there's the little wispy spirits that fly around. With the boos or? Oh, uh, no, those other ones. Yeah. No, it's not a boo. It's, I don't know what they are. some sort of little wispy tadpole ghost. Yeah, I was going to say that like an eel ghost or something. Yeah, or... I mean, we try to keep the show as clean as possible, but you can use your imagination. Uh... It definitely looks <laughs> yeah. something. It is uh, a little tadpole thing that just... You know, fluts around. Unlike the boo, though, it, it doesn't freeze when you look at it. Mm-hmm. Now, the second half of the level, that's where you are in Boo Central. Yeah, oh yeah. And then there's also those, like, uh, Chinese lanterns that have, like, Muppet faces. Yeah, I don't get, they have, like, their tongues hang out. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what they're all about. Do they hurt you? I, I just stayed far away from I them. I did, too. I never, so. if they do, they're, they're wusses. And then, at the very end of the level, is a Kirby boss. It's the Umbrella... Oh, yeah, yeah. With the shoe on it. I forgot. Yeah, you get those. There has to be something. It has to be based on something real. From <laughs> I guess. I mean, because it is literally that thing. It is an umbrella wearing yep. that Asian sandal. Some sort of trope. I don't know. Yeah, I They're wish I did. Easy. They're pretty easy here. Though. They're definitely easier than the Kirby <laughs> boss. That's for sure. Agreed. And at the end, you've got your goal, and you can move on. To the, yeah, you're in the final zone, uh, area four of Pumpkin Zone. Um, you're back inside now. Uh, this is... a. Uh, Another haunted area. You get lots of like lanterns. Um, there's now, a bunch of cauldrons in this level as well. Before you get too far, I do want to note that there are two special stages in the haunted oh, zone. Oh, yeah. So that's true. Yeah. Look out for those. Double chance to pick up some uh, one-ups. Now, I do really enjoy this level. It's got candles in the background, like um, curtains flapping behind yeah. you. Uh, but then it has an enemy that it, is it the severed tail of a lizard that ran away. I don't know what these things are. Um, I mean, it's like, you know, a lizard got scared, and then he dropped his tail and rolled out. <laughs> but his tail's still here to fight you. Well, it shouldn't give you any problems. Just kick its tail. It's flopping around. Yeah, there's a, yeah they do have a floppiness to them. So, you know, just run past it, jump over it. Yeah, this is a pretty, yeah. This is a level you can move through pretty quickly. I, well, again, think I had a, uh, a lot of booze. rabbit here. Yeah. Yes, there are lots of boos. And that's really your biggest uh, problem is just keeping ahead of those boos. A lot of the really cute Jason Voorhees towards the end. And then what is mm, maybe not my favorite boss, but definitely my favorite boss room. Yeah, well, it's one of the few that actually has something going on. You're you're at the the witch. The wicked witch of the cat zone. <laughs> and uh, she's all right looking. Yeah, kind of like a bird witch. Yeah, I mean you can tell what she is, and there are there are three cauldrons in the center of the room. But it's the the rest of the room I like. There's like some ladles hanging. There's a some sort of creature's skeleton wrapped up in a a bundle. Hanging. Yeah, this room actually looks like a witch's room. Like she was yeah. she was doing experiments or casting yeah. spells. There's a bundle of like you know thigh bones. It's, it's really cool looking, but. You know, the boss is not that hard. No, I mean, the, the lids of the cauldrons will kind of explode upwards. Yeah, and if you're on them, you go up in the air. Whoa. But you don't get hurt. I just stayed on the left. Like, she will teleport to either side of the room and mm-hmm. kind of swoop at you and stuff. But And I she just... shoots like a thing, doesn't she? I think so, but I didn't. I don't think I died once. That's oh, I like... killed her literally almost instantly. It was like, she appears on the right, I think, and she flew around, and mm-hmm. I jumped on her once, and then she teleported in on the left where I was standing, so I just jumped as soon as she materialized and hit her twice, and it was over. Yeah, that is pretty much my same story. And then it was on. Well, one thing I do like is that you're rewarded with that that coin, mm-hmm. and you see it, you know, go into the door. The cool part is each coin is different. It does have a 
It does have something on that denotes what zone it's from. Yeah, like this one's like a little pumpkin guy, right? And like mm-hmm. the turtle has a shell on it, turtle yeah. zone. Yeah, they're all denoted. They're all individuals. And then at any time between levels, you can go to the door of this castle and yeah. see the coins that are there. Check your progress if you don't remember. It's pretty cool. So then next, did you go to the kind of bizarre Mario zone? This is very bizarre. Yes, this is the last one left. Um, it's a zone which is basically a giant robot of Mario that you go inside and battle your way up. Yeah, I guess at some point, Mario got himself a gigantic robot I, self. I, mean, I don't know. I can't blame him. If I could make a giant <laughs> robot me, I would totally get in on that. It reminds me of, uh, there was a villain on the uh, 90s Aladdin cartoon on mm-hmm. TV, Mechanicles. Yeah. He's like the ancient Greek dude with the big gear mix. Yes. That's what this reminds me of. Okay. But anyways, uh, whether it reminds you of Mechanicles or not, you're here in Area 1, which is a very... Uh, which is the shoe. Yeah, you're, you're working your way up, and also, it's just full of gears. I love the fact that the top of the shoe slides away so you can go into the level. Right, right. yeah, yeah. Yeah, every time you get to a new part of the Mario... Uh, robot, like it opens up to show yeah. you where you're gonna be. There's a little like door window that you can, so you can check it out. And as you said, you get in here and it's a lot of gears. This is some interesting platforming, I think, for the gears that are oriented vertically because you can kind of hop on each facet of them. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, they're I, like steps. Yeah, and they do a really cool job of the motion of the gears, the ones that are yeah. horizontal and vertical. Like I don't know, another one of these things where I didn't think the fidelity could be there on the Game Boy. Right. But it amazingly is. Yeah, they pulled it off. And like you said, the spinning gears, the ones that are vertical, I don't know of any other games that do that. And I really like it where it's there's multiple entry points to it. You don't have to yeah. be at the very top. You can be halfway or any point above that and still catch it and jump up on yeah, it. Yeah, and keep hopping up to different facets. You know, just like you would land on any of the rotating gears. It's pretty cool. Yep. Not as cool. All of these spike balls underneath the gears. Tons of them. And the Koopas. Yeah, I mean, this level is just about 90% gears and spikes with a couple Koopas thrown in for good measure. Yes. Now, once you have made it through the shoe, then you get to move on to Mario's Tummy Zone. Yeah, I guess that's what this is. It's a weird zone because it's full of all these, like, balls. It's like the the background the or the floors and ceilings are all just these big, uh, you know, gray balls. So <laughs> whatever that means. but Or bubbles, maybe? Yeah, I mean, I guess. I mean, uh... I mean, it's not his real intestines, but yeah. So the background is balls. The floor is balls. There's spikes. You got a lot of flying Goombas through here. Balls, balls, balls. You said it, not me. <laughs> and then you get the return of the bullet pig or cannon, cannon pig. Yeah, yeah. They're back in action. Uh, you will see the little uh, like teddy bear on a ball here as well. Yeah. Is this the only place he appears? I think so. He's a really cute little sprite. Yeah. Um, that but... ball rolls real well. Yes, it does. And, and uh, later on, though, you're going to need to use that ball if you don't have the... Oh, I the, just had the ears. The ears. Yeah. You can jump on it and roll roll across those spikes. Sweet. To the goal. And if you do, you can move on to Area 3. Yeah, which is the another mega bullet bill slash conveyor zone. Uh-huh. Well, now you are in the heart of Mario. Yeah, and this is a, a very mechanical level because it has like crane parts that you get on. You use those cranes, very the same one that is in the crane mini game to move you along. Yeah, and I don't like that. I, I mean, you you don't do anything. You just it just picks you up and drops you right off. Like right, there's no skill or challenge to now, it. Now so the little harder part is there are these like strange balls on chains. Yeah, that move at 45 degree angles. Yeah. 
and you have to ride them a couple times. Yeah. It's not usually that hard. It's just kind of left field. Once again, I, I rabbited through this level like for as much as I could. To get to the end, I think that's where you would get more like stone indoor mm-hmm. wall stuff. Yeah, and the other thing about that crane part is that you can jump off the crane anytime. Oh, yeah. I never messed with it. I just would get on it and it would just... You know what? It was nothing. It, I feel like I could have just jumped over most of the things that's there for it. You probably could have, because once you're done, you're on to, well, stage four. Yeah, Legoland. Yeah, yeah you're now in Mario's brain. Oh, I'm sorry, Blockoland. Yeah, and uh, I, I literally had to show my son, because I was like, can yeah. you believe this? It's hilarious. It's very blatant. <laughs> like, you know, I don't know how the patents on that work, but you are literally just running across a ton of Legos. I mean, this is the standard two-by-three Lego brick. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's in a level full of bullet bills, uh, bouncy and balls. Moving spikes. Spikes. And there's some saws at the end, too, like table saws that come out. Oh, yeah. Um, I didn't really have to worry about those because, again, rabbit ears. Yeah. Very handy in this level. As always. Or as some may know, I'm kind of a Lego nut, as my family is. I'll attest to that. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And it really disappointed me that you only saw these bricks in one level. Because they are really well rendered. Yeah. Well, and it's just like the first chunk of the level, right? Like No, there's a floor. The they're whole... the floor through the entire level. Okay. I would have liked to have seen them maybe sparsely used throughout all of these levels. But, you yeah. know. Yeah. That's just the A-fall in me. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> now, at the very end, you have what I think is the hardest boss. Yeah, maybe. They're... And that is the three little pigs. Yeah, I think of them as the cuckoo pigs. I mean, there are the okay. two pigs, but I they, don't know why. They have cuckoo clocks they come out of, right? Yeah, well, it's like they're hanging from, I guess, a cuckoo clock, or they're in, like, the pendulum of a clock. I don't know what they are. It's The weird. weights. They're like the weights of the clock. Yeah. But each of their little tiny houses is represented. You have the straw. You have, well, one that looks like wood, maybe. One that's brick. Mm-hmm. And then one at a time, they attack you. Yeah. And the first one... It just rolls around. Yeah, it's pretty but easy. They too. each have they each take three hits. Yeah, that's the key. That's true. And the second and third one do get a little tricky. The second one jumps around, but that third one has a huge bounce. It's a weird, yeah. And he even stretches kind of vertically. Mm-hmm. But like most bosses, it's just wait for him to land in time, so you're in the air then, and you get him on the way up three times a piece. Not too, not too tough. No, the, the real toughness just comes from the fact that you have to do it nine times instead of three. Yeah. But you can do it. We did it. Yeah. And when you're done, you will have gained all six golden coins. Once they have filled their spots in the door, you can go to it, and it will magically open. Now, you have opened the gates, so you can roll right into Wario Castle. Yes. Which is just one big level. Yes, it is a very large level. Um, bigger than I think any of the ones you've encountered yet. Yeah, it's uh, it's kind of divided into, it's basically three floors. And it mm-hmm. kind of feels like a castle in that way because you're just going up floor to floor. Now, you're going to encounter some new things in this castle. You won't encounter any checkpoint bells, though. No, you won't. <laughs> so, you better learn it all. Yes, there's a giant spike ball. Yes, very big, very big. You'll see a couple of them at the beginning as well as giant piranha plants. I was going to say, you're talking about big. <laughs> that giant piranha plant, it, that's a really cool sprite, though. So, yeah, but... Where were these in Macro World? Oh, yeah. I don't, it's kind of a weird... I agree. I like them either way. And that's pretty much all you're going to encounter in that first floor. Yeah. Now, the second floor is Lava Zone. Yeah. Watch out. Yeah, you're going to have those little like helicopter platforms that move left and right. you got to ride those. A little I feel tricky. like those are the, the precursor to uh, 
Bowser's flying platform later on. Oh, They've got the propeller underneath. Yeah, but was, Mario World was out before this game, though, wasn't it? Maybe. Maybe they're both derived from similar prototypes. Yes. In the in the Mushroom Kingdom's uh, R&D. Yeah, yeah, I did, because it came out in 91, Mario World. Right, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. Dang. And then you have uh, one of my favorite goofy touches, and that is the giant fists yeah, the with spiked, spiked knuckles. Spiked Wario glove fists. Mm-hmm. They're awesome. There's three of them, and... The trick with them is that there's like a platform that will blink when you walk on it. If you, as long as you avoid that one, it won't trigger them. They won't start stomping. Exactly. And Otherwise, then, they're like impossible to get under. Yeah. And then after them are the cutest platforms of all time. The little crumbling skull guys. Yeah. I don't know why or how, but they're just adorable. <laughs> like something about their eyes. I, I don't know if they meant for them to be cute. Should have seen them when they were alive, man. I know, man. I probably couldn't have handled it. <laughs> Uh, and then you make it to the third floor, and this is the oh, things are getting real. You got yeah. some crazy spikes on the ceiling. You, you got, got those weird platforms. They're like made of bones, but they rise with, up. Yeah, with skulls on each end. Yeah, yeah, they will take you straight to Spike Town if you don't watch it. And then towards the end of the level, you got spike columns. So do you think these were here, or did Wario, uh, you know, renovate between owners? I'm gonna say he renovated because of the 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 W glove. Yeah, yeah, that and makes then, sense enemies you have to deal with are these giant balls with wario mustaches they have a little wario stash and you you first fight one in a little room you beat it and then i think it gives you a mushroom or something uh right if you fight all of them then there's a mushroom after all that yeah there's just three rooms the last ones have two balls yeah and they just bounce around i mean you jump on them Mm -hmm. so as you do most things that's how you express yourself then you take that mushroom you go through one final pipe and now you have encountered the Wario himself. Yes, the yes Wario, a big, ugly sprite. I mean, it looks good. It's a great looking sprite, but right. he is a derpy looking guy. Yeah, and I, I think he's supposed to be. Now, yes, I love it. We haven't talked much about the Wario himself, and I'm not going to go into great detail. But some people may not know that uh, the way Wario came about is that in the Japanese language, there is a word, uh, warui or something along those lines, mm-hmm. that is a negative or bad Right. So, therefore, it's kind of a pun calling him Wario becomes, it's like bad Mario. Right. You know. And And it works because the W and M are very similar letters. Yeah. So, there's like an extra layer to, uh, there's an extra pun layer to his name and character that we we are a little left out on. Right, right. And uh, I think it was also introduced that he was a childhood friend of Mario. Yeah, um, they do kind of mention that in the manual where it's like they were friends. He was always been jealous of Mario and tries to, you know. Yeah, so not a, not a family member, even yeah. though very similar looking. Yes, but much bigger and uglier. Yeah, definitely has a bigger nose and a crazier mustache. <laughs> Wah. Wah, indeed. Now, Form 1, I'm sorry, I hate to spoil it for you, but nah. when you first encounter him, it's not too hard. He uh, gets a mushroom. Yeah. And he runs back and forth. And then he does a stomp, and yeah. that causes a light fixture. Yeah, there's like a light or a ball or something. It kind of moves back and forth mm-hmm. to the left and right, and it'll fall when he stomps. It'll hurt you if you hit it, but it's pretty easy to avoid. Just jump on him three times. Yeah, and he's in this you know, pretty nice throne room. I'm yeah. kind of surprised that Mario had this installed in his castle, <laughs> as, throne he, room as though he's not royalty. It's awesome, too, because you can jump on all the steps of mm-hmm. the dais, as well as the throne itself, for all platforms that you can land on. And you may not have noticed, but in the windows, in the background, there's an M in the top of them. Oh, well, nice
This is not the end of the game. No. He runs into another room, and you follow him. And in this room, he gets those bunny ears. Yeah, he eats a carrot and turns into a big carrot or bunny Wario, where, Mm -hmm. you know, it's very kind of similar to before. You know, you still have that thing in the ceiling. He's now floating down slowly with his bunny ears, like you do. So there's less time to hit him. That's really the main difference. He's not... um, Moving quickly when he floats down. No, he's moving very slow, so in kind of ways, he's easier than the first one. I, I agree entirely. You just have to make sure you're going to be on the other side of the room. Yeah. From where he lands, and then jump on him Nail three him. more times. And then the game's over. Nope. No. No, he runs to yet a third room. Yes, and you now, might imagine he's going to get the third power-up, the Fire Flower. Now, I do like that. I like the fact that you're fighting another human or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and I love he's it, using the very items you've been using the whole game against you. It's a really cool concept. I Yes, I, I would uh, I'd like to see that used with different power-ups in the future. And then he also gets the weird feather in his cap. Mm-hmm. And his fireballs are pretty big. Oh, yeah, they're a lot bigger than yours. Um, this one, this phase is slightly challenging. Yeah, you, I mean, if you get here and you have a fire flower or the ears, you'll mm-hmm. have enough hits to just berserk him and jump on him right. pretty easily. Not that it's that tough to avoid, you know, but just I prefer the carrot. Stay in the air, avoid the fireballs, land on his head, do it three times, you win. You do. Um, well, kind of. What happens is you chase him out of the castle but at one point he falls, and I think he throws a shoe at you. Yeah, he starts crying, and you go over, and then he like throws a shoe and laughs and leaves. I laughed out loud. Yeah, because like, I was like, "That's such a petty jerk move." I liked it a lot. I mean, the shoe—that's that's like my favorite point part. Yeah. And it's not even like it's definitely a shoe because it's that pointy elf shoe he's wearing. Yeah. So it's just extra goofy. They look like clogs almost. They're weird. Yeah, uh, and then after that, there's like a shimmery change. The castle goes from dark to light, yeah. and then. The W spins and then flips back to being an M. And Mario's giant palatial castle is is back in his hands. Yep. And all is right with the Mario land. Yeah. uh, A little flag comes up from the castle that says it's the end. And then you're treated to a pretty good little bit of credits. And it's all the actual names. We are finally out of the era of fake names. Yeah. And you get little, you know, scenes, you know, or it's like barely shooting a fireball at a guy. Yeah. uh, You know, some ants, whatever it is. And it eventually just stops and locks there. Well, at the very end, you have a sprite of Mario on the left and a new sprite of Wario. He's giving you a little thumbs up. Oh, yeah. I thought that was kind of interesting. Yeah. And then at some points, it does say, Thank you, Mario. Your quest is over. Da-da. All right. Well, we're here in the final part of our show, the review portion. And of course, we always use the classic Nintendo Power Review System across four categories, with each category having a possible score from 0 to 5, starting with graphics and sound. Nick, I gave this game a 4.0. I did too. Oh, awesome. I said, just wow. I mean, I have played this game a lot of times in the past, but going from Mario Land 1 and even some other games we played to this, I was really blown away at the incredible detail and the amount of animation in these sprites. They look very good. Um, uh, You know, like you said before, they look just like... Super Mario World assets, black and white. Like it's, it's very impressive for the Game Boy to do this. Yeah, the animations are really good, and the sound is really good. I mean, the 
there are some really catchy songs. There's never a song that I'm annoyed by. Right. And the sound effects always feel and sound right. Yeah, and um, it's it, the sound, the music really is has a soundtracky feel to it. Yeah, what was the song that you... you... Oh, the Star Maze from, uh, yeah, Space Zone Area 2. That's a winner, too. I love it. I think it's happening right now. <laughs> cool. Uh, the backgrounds are a little weak. I think that's maybe the one weakness of the game. Yeah. You know, save exceptions for the, the space levels and other yeah. things. But, you know, there's really not much to pick apart in this one. Yeah, I agree. Hmm. My, my one negative is they changed the star music. Yeah, okay, yeah, that's true, I can see that. I sure. really, really love that old star music. I know, or even the normal star music, I'm like, you had two good ones to copy, but they went with the third one that doesn't measure up. It just doesn't make you want to run. Yeah. Oh, well. So, Nick, what did you score the play control? All right, here's where we're going to have some different. I gave it a 2.5. I. You know what? I only gave it a 3.0. Oh, okay. Um, I did say it feels almost perfect, but there's just a few things that aren't there. The height of the jump and the speed. Yeah, the, it's it's the speed that really bit me with this game, where I'm like, when you're walking, especially running, there's you're not moving fast enough. Yeah. But you get a lot of other, you get that extra high jump, you get the spin jump. Um, you, you know, it does give you a lot to do with just two buttons. Yeah, and my other negative is the... Floatiness with the the ears mm -hmm. can be a little weird sometimes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. If you're not remembering what you're doing, and sometimes you're tapping, sometimes you're holding. I don't know. You well, can fall out of it easily and too. The way the momentum works in this game seems a little like if you're holding down B and running, right? Mm -hmm. You're not moving that fast, but you'll still slide like you were. Like you know, if you barely move while holding down B, you'll still have all this. Like you'll just walk off this edge, but you're like, I wasn't moving very much. It, it can take some getting used to. But that being said, there were very few times where I thought, oh, this was too hard because of the controls. Well, I think the level design is very is good enough to cover for any of that. You yeah. Know? Like so it wasn't it wasn't frustrating me in difficulty wise, but it was just like it just felt somewhere different. And it kind of you know, I just felt like I was moving too slow, so it discouraged me from doing any exploring or looking for the extra levels because I was like, Meh. I just want to be done. Yeah. I understand that. Well, then we have the challenge factor next. And I only gave it a 2.0. That's that's what I gave it. Man, we're like right on it then. Yeah, yeah. Now, I said it's just so easy. I mean, you have lives just thrown in your lap, yeah. left and right. I mean, in a Mario game, it says a lot. This might be the most, the easiest one to get them. Like, you're not even doing tricks to get, you know, it's just no. like you can get 20 up on accident or three up every level. Every <laughs> bonus level. And then on top of that, You've got uh, the save feature. So, you know, you can come back whenever yeah. you want. You're not marathoning this game. Yeah. You can put it down anytime. And then, you know, um, the way it ramps up from that tree level on, I just feel like this is a, a very approachable game. Even though I gave it a 2.0, I don't think that's a negative. I agree. I agree. Not every game has to be, you know, a chop buster. Which brings us to the final uh, category, which is theme and fun. Uh, I give this a 3.0. Okay, I went a little higher. I gave it a 4.0. That may be a little nostalgia-tinged. Mm. But uh, I think this is just a really fun, breezy game. Yeah. It has uh, some really great theming. I mean, at that, that point, I really love how each zone is really well-reflected in its levels and a lot of its enemies and uh, the way mm -hmm. you move around 
through from level to level. Agree that. It's got good stuff. I mean, it's a good game. Um, I just, I kind of dinged it because of the movement, man. Like that, hit, that takes away from your fun factor, huh? Well, yeah, because it's like, that's what I really like in a lot of Mario is running, jumping, you know, there's the exploration stuff as well. But um, in this, I didn't enjoy moving that much. So I found myself just wanting to get done with it. I mean... I but can see that. It's a fun game, and it has a lot more depth than I would have thought. It's light years beyond the first Mario Land. Well, we'll see what you say when we eventually get to Wario Land, Mario Land 3. I, I look forward to it. I, I like me some Wario. And that brings me to the final question of the show. Should you play this game? I think so. Yeah, I think so, too. Um, It's just a really... You know, solid Mario game. It's not one of the best, but it's not yeah. the worst. No. And it's just a really easy, breezy, light game to to make your way through. Yeah, it's um, and, you know, it's worth checking out just because I like you can kind of see where it's like the bastard child of Mario 3 and Super Mario World. Definitely. I like that. And for many people like you, it's a nice place to see the origins of uh, Wario, one of their favorite characters. Agreed. Next week's game will be Mortal Kombat for both the Genesis and Super Nintendo. Uh, pick whatever version you'd like because I'm going to play one, probably the Genesis, and Nick will probably play the other, the Super Nintendo. So grab a copy of this game any way you can. Find your controllers and play along. And remember, folks, if there's anything we missed or stuff we got wrong, kindly let us know at cartridgecommand at gmail.com and we'll get back to you ASAP. So, please... Like us on Facebook at Cartridge Command. Check us out on the Twitter sphere at Cart Command. Please subscribe to the show through whatever device you listen to and tell that friend, that friend you've been meaning to tell, this is the week to tell him to listen in. Yeah, turn this into a two-player podcast. Indeed. And, you know, all those players that give us a little bit of their hard-earned coins, you know, they mm. don't waste them on uh, 20 free men. A lot of them will... Throw a few our way at patreon.com slash cartridge command. And in those folks, we thank from the bottom of our hearts because it's due to their generosity that this show exists. So thank you once again. Yeah, this show is brought to you by gamers like you. And as always, cartridge commandos, game on! Big Jim Slade. <laughs> I haven't thought about that in a million years. I don't know why I just thought of it myself. All right, well... <laughs>